0: This is Paul hawksby and Andy
1: Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we went on a topical hunt, didn't we? Today? The hunt for Colin Cowperthwaite. Yeah, you'll find out who Colin Cowperthwaite was uh, in the fullness of time. Um, we also, we, we we did stick the kind of lower level football today, considering there's a Manchester <laughs> derby tonight. We <laughs> talked uh, to the people at Hadley FC ...in uh, Hearts. And uh, they've got an interesting way of pricing their football matches, so you'll hear that. I have. Um, We had a bit of a chat, didn't we? Oh, yeah. And uh, we had some German German cricketers. German cricketers. Yeah, uh, because Germany are putting out a team for the T20. They are, that's right. Ollie Rayner of Middlesex is involved. So, anyway, uh, here it all is. Enjoy. Dinner's on me tonight. You name the venue
2: anywhere you like. Simon Jordan left his wallet in the studio. Oh, did he really? Yeah. We're all cool. out.
1: Oh, right? Okay, well, listen, we'll go somewhere expensive then. We'll give the old um, Platinum amic some hammer, won't oh, we? And yeah, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, 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 Sounds good. And uh yeah,
2: I as I said to you last night and on text, I, I it, that was a great watch for people who had a vested interest. Yeah. Anybody who didn't would think that was the most boring game ever. But if you were one of the Spurs top 4 rivals, that was quite an exciting watch because mm. you thought well, you know, Spurs are going to score him, but as it got to the, about you know the eighty-fifth minute, thing, well, you never know. And then, of course, the Ericsson. I didn't came share up with your optimism.
1: optimism. One of the guys uh, we, we were with uh, said, "Oh, I'm I'm frightened they're going to hit us on the break." I said, "What break? <laughs> I know." Said, so this, "This is going to end nil-nil, or we're going to score." That they're not scoring. I have to say that is that's the difference
2: between a team like Wolves and a team like Brighton. Wolves came to the Stamford Bridge, they sat back, mm-hmm. they they. Did exactly what Brighton did, but they were brilliant on the counter yeah. and were always a threat the whole game and scored on the you counter. Well, Br- Brighton had no transition. Yeah, you've got to think of the
1: context of the time of the season. Wolves did that to us as well in won three one, soaked you up for fifty fifth minute. minute.
2: You can't be booting it long. Like, you've got to have some sort
1: of transition. You yeah. won't try and
2: hurt the opposition because you know then it would have been an interesting game. But eventually the pressure had to tell. You know, the, and the the game plan was good. I mean, lots of shots, obviously a lot missed, but then eventually. You know, when they've got a crowded area like that, it's difficult for the keeper. And yeah, and it's the first gap. time he'd
1: been unsighted, and they've yeah, not got someone in front it. of the board. Was a good hit. I was the voice is slightly gone because I was shouting, Hit <laughs> it, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, he did right into the corner. There was one
2: bit though, uh, uh, you know, Ericsson pulled back Bernardo, they had a rare attack, and right, uh, Ericsson fouled their left back. I didn't and, see that, uh, yeah. And but did you hear the Brighton fans sing? dirty northern <laughs> expletive! i thought well i suppose technically well yeah, well, yeah. yeah that is correct well, this is that you get a better <laughs>
1: class of uh abusive yeah. chump don't you really it's true as a producer very talky yeah no, exactly but, yeah um, yeah it's true and if you're a brighton fan generally most people are north unless you're playing yeah i suppose there's not a lot in it is there really i thought it was quite amusing but i just wondered if i'd misheard but, it but it, yeah, yeah Duncan Dun- Dun and duffy it. were great i mean watching i didn't yeah. i wasn't uh reveling in their brilliance i was um Bit surprised to see Lorente stay on as long as A to print mm. the start. I thought this is not his game, you know. Mm. The two best things about this team are their two centre halves, and they'll just have him for breakfast. That no, was sure a strange off,
2: decision. He, approach, he never yeah. got
1: involved in the game, he mm. was a, he was just basically a, a a lamppost for the evening. And I, I'm surprised there wasn't a passing dog, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> he stayed on as long as he did, really. But I mean, look, I'm not saying he's not an no, effective but it worked. player, when he brought on Janssen, it yeah. split the centre halves, you know. Just yeah, gave, I, gave I a thought little... he was a bit of a static uh, uh, caravan, basically. <laughs> and... But it's, look, it's not his fault, it's not his game. 20 minutes at the end of a game to shake things up is one thing. Starting with him, especially when they had Sonnen and Mora there, I think could have been a bit more advanced and got more involved, was a bit of a mistake. But anyway, well, we got the result, that's all that matters. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're, des- you're delighted. We're all all Arsenal those Arsenal Chelsea fans, fans throwing fans. down their... Oh, yeah. I don't believe they've done it I thought it again. Andoni was lucky
2: to... Not, a, not to get a second yellow. And basically, he could have had a grand pole. He could have had three yellows. And yeah. and was, his face was amazing. You wouldn't have seen this. But when he got taken off, it was like a real look mm. on his face. Now, why me? You think, well, why not? You've, seen, you've nearly been sent off three yeah. times. The, the referee,
1: Brilliant. Mr Kavanagh... um yeah, he's one of never a bad game. No, he's right. He's one of those rest who always seems to be in the way... No, I, just, I, I think basically he's hes quite young and I imagine he was playing until quite recently <laughs> and I think he gets in good positions to pick up the pass. The point is though, mm-hmm. you're not playing. A few times Tottenham players look up and he seemed to have drifted into space to get the pass but he was just in the way quite a lot of the time yeah, in I the first really half. Yeah, I didn't really notice that but... Yeah. Uh,
2: all in all, I thought to you, it was, wasn't was bad, and as you say, you've got the points. I, what I don't understand was all the people ringing breakfast this morning and saying United fans are saying, oh, yeah, they don't mind if they lose tonight. I don't get United at all. They are so in the top four. They, all right, Admittedly, they've got to beat Manchester City and Chelsea. That's yeah. not easy, but two home games with their squad. They're capable of winning those matches. I'm not saying they're going to, but they are And capable. then they're right in the
1: frame again, and aren't they? And then they've
2: got Huddersfield and Cardiff, haven't they, the last two games. So yeah. Basically, if they win the next two games, they'll probably make top four. So I, I, I did think it was a bit of a strange... And if they win tonight, of course, that gives them a lot of momentum for Sunday. So, yeah. you know, look, they're up against it. They are. They're 6-1 to one in a two-horse race, which is quite incredible, really. I think they're at home. But,
1: uh, yeah, I suppose the league position reflects that. Indeed. We're going to be um, chatting about Wolves' Arsenal first, actually, and we'll come on to the Manchester derby uh, a little bit later on. So that was... Uh, that Was that your entire mm. evening's view? No, 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 there not? was a lot more. I mean, the, right. the
2: interesting thing was that... All, you know, everyone was going on about Shane Long, and seven seconds, six seconds, oh, eight yeah, seconds. Who knows how many seconds it was. It was quicker
1: than Ledley King's in the Premier League. Yes, it was quicker.
2: It, yes, it was quicker but, but all the papers have listed, fastest Premier League goal. You think, you know, football did exist before the Premier League. Yeah. and I looked it up. It was Colin Cowperthwaite. Yeah. Yeah. Age 60. He took a knee, didn't he, Colin Calpher's <laughs> way? He very much, yeah. Does, never and does he, the end. He anthem. kicked off a chain of events <laughs> from which the game never really recovered. <laughs> 1979, after just three and a half seconds for Barrow against Kettering Town. And if you're listening, Colin, we're trying to get you on, it. We are, we're trying to get check. older, yeah. Colin, at the moment. Because nobody can work out how it was so quick.
1: We found, that, we found a bloke called Colin uh, Calpotsway who lived in Barrow and, um, and it, well, we thought we'd have got the mother load there, but the producer phoned him and it was another Colin Calpotsway from Barrow. So it's his namesake. Is there no relation either. It's <laughs> <Right, so>, obviously <coughs> so, a common a name a in Barrow. One. So if you know Colin, let him say we're asking yeah, not after the wrong him. one though, don't, don't, don't <laughs> a, get him on. <laughs> it's, a, it's the sort of thing your nan would say, if you see Reg, say I was asking after Lil. So that's the way we'll bring all our guests in from now. We won't need a production team, we we'll just come on say, right, we want. Um, if Matt Murray's listening, you say we're asking after him. No, actually we have put a call in to Matt, I we're going to be speaking to him at the moment, that's it. Yeah, that's, We want to talk hmm. about this today, so... If you're an ex footballer, you want to come on and talk about, them, feel free. It's it's a, it's a, a recruit we're saving some money on the production team, really. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Did
2: you see the uh banner that the Napoli fans held up last mm-hmm. night? Yeah. Uh it says sorry de, de noi, I think it's one of us. Sorry, one of us. Yeah.
1: And uh good, do you want him back? Yeah. <laughs> Easy jet okay? Yeah, well you you'll drive him to the airport, won't you? Yeah, but I'll buy the ticket. If if someone said, Andy, you know we look you are going to leave Paul for the next two and a bit hours on his own, so you can drive Sari to uh, the airport, so he can fly back to Naples. Would you do it, or, or would you not? I would you probably it. would. You'd leave. You'd leave now. I'd go now. It'd be great to come back off an ad break and to, to know that you're at the very centre of a big <laughs> breaking Why? news Why story. Say,
2: sorry, want me to drive into the airport? So it's like
1: caught up after the travel. I come back and I say hi. It's uh, Paul Hawksman, Andy Jacobs here on the Talk. Wait, well, I say Andy Jacobs. Andy is. It's quite bizarre. This, but. Having promised to drive Maurizio Sarri to the airport, should he ever be wanted back by Napoli, he just got the call. He's just gone, so it looks like it, it's going to be me for the next two and three core hours. Roma wanted him. We could as speak to well. you in, in the car, couldn't he we? Could. Hello, Paul. Yeah, I'm in. The, I'm not. I'm near 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 Halston, and uh, yeah, Maurizio seems quite happy, although he is handcuffed in the boot. So that'd be great, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> I could have seen that. Yeah, the Roma won him as well. It's amazing, isn't it? So, yeah, you
1: know. This, is there no way different. back in, in your affections? Well, I don't know. He might still be there next year. I'll have to re-evaluate. You them. have to, yeah. If yeah. you want to keep going, you know, you're gonna. That's what you're gonna. That's what you're it, going to get. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. You don't need telling this, but Hadley FC, of course, are a football club based in Arkley Barnet. Mm. Uh, they're affiliated to the Hertfordshire County Football Association. They're currently members of the Spartan South Midlands League Premier Division. Who didn't know that? And they play their football at Brickfield Lane. Now, I hate to patronise you by telling you that, but it's important you get a bit of background to the team we're just going to talk about because uh, Hadley FC have gone down a very different route, which is normally done by restaurants when it comes to charging their fans to uh watch. fans well, yeah, <laughs> yeah fans fans They're of guys. a restaurant <laughs> no yeah but, no, okay but no I'm talking about in the uh, yeah we have fans of a restaurant you keep you're at Nando's every Friday i call Al-Berou, you. Alberu, Alberu, Alberu. i call you I'm a fan, a fan of a, if you have got any songs for restaurants <laughs> then feel free but you know anyway we move on because uh, Ollie Deed is a is a fan of Hadley FC mm. and he was involved I think, in the this pricing policy Ollie good afternoon
3: Good chaps. How are you doing? Yeah, we're well, yeah.
1: good, thank you. So um, tell, us, tell us how and uh, what your idea was for your football club.
3: So basically, I can't claim all the credit. I think it was a joint effort, but you would have seen a lot in the non-league that um, clubs have a concept, which is basically pay what you want. They get rid of their admission prices and basically fans are encouraged to come along and uh they pay as much as they want really to get into the game well we thought why not change that concept up totally so what we what we said was you don't have to pay to get in uh you watch the game hopefully you're very very entertained and then you pay on the way out on the basis of how entertained you are so if it's a nil nil draw you probably pay nothing if it's a 5-4 victory for hadley which we hope for every week then you give us 20 quid or you know whatever you want to really so we think we're the first in the country to do it, um, unless I'm told otherwise. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. How's it gone
1: down with the fans? Well, um, yeah, and how long have you been doing it so far?
3: Well, we've only done it for one game so far. but so right. we we had two home games left uh, in the season and we thought we'll trial it for the uh, last two games. So the last game that we had, we took probably about double the gate receipt that we would normally take on a match day. And we had about 120-odd people come through the gate as well. So we would judge that as a success and we're playing at home on Saturday and we're hoping to get, you know, upwards of 120, 130 people to the game, you know, helped by your good sales at all sport.
1: So you, you, your admission prices were, looking at the website, uh, uh, traditionally £6 for adults, £3 concessions, under-16s free. So that's yep. what you were charging and you said you doubled, uh, double, doubled the gate by, on, with the new system
3: yeah basically i think i think it's a combination of a couple of things one you sort of get the publicity that comes with doing something a bit novel locally but also i think people genuinely are entertained when they come to to the game and therefore they're probably willing to put a bit more into the pot to say right i've had a really good time i've enjoyed the 90 minutes maybe six quid is not enough i might whack a tenner into the pot or you know in some cases fifteen, twenty 20 quid depending on how generous you are so I think it's a combination of those two factors that drives up the price. And you never know. We might roll it out uh, permanently. We may not. We'll, we'll take a view over the summer.
1: Wow. It's, a, it's, it's novel, isn't it? It's I think good, it's a good it's idea. It's a good idea. I mean, yeah. if they'd been doing it at Chelsea recently, Andy, you would have been quids in, wouldn't you? I quids think. in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> well, how come the club are called The
3: Bricks? What's, what's so that We've had Field Lane. So, um, oh, okay. yeah, That's I, right. <laughs> it's a relatively newly adopted, uh, nickname, uh, I have to say. And it was, it was sort of very, again, it was a bit novel. Um, 'cause cause when you, when you sing it aloud, it, it probably sounds a little bit like something else. So it was a bit tongue in cheek, um, but we have sort of adopted it and embraced it. And, you know, we've got our own beer that we brew, which is called brick beer, which is terrific. And we've got sort of a whole retinue of songs that have come off the back of that. So, um, yeah, it's a good nickname, we think. You don't have a
1: massive brick as a mascot, do you? If you listen to Medium Wave, <laughs> I said brick uh, as, a, as a mascot. Well, you know, do you have one uh, walking around, Bricky the Brick, waving at the kids? So
3: I have to say, I have worn a brick suit on a couple of occasions. Uh, <laughs> Where'd <What do> you <laughs> buy a brick suit? As a massive
2: brick, a cement absolutely. shirt and tie. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, the whole How
4: does that
3: work? Hat, it looks wonderful.
1: Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Really, yeah, you want to get Louis Boer Mortar down, don't you? Yeah, of course. Want to get <laughs> want to get him down there. You like that, right? Christopher Plumline, the old actor. Get a few celebrities down. <laughs> Who else should go and watch the bricks? Uh, let us well, know. Well, obviously Glenn Hod. Yeah, I mean, c- come on, you bricks is the cry, and I'm sure I heard you shouting that at the recent Chelsea game, <laughs> yeah, Andy, have, yeah. against Burnley. <laughs> so it's odd. You must be a bit of a secret Hadley
3: fan. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, you'd be more than welcome to
1: come down, Wesley. Yeah, not million, but you're near Barnet, mm. aren't you? You're that sort of part. part of the world.
3: Yeah, so we're basically a bus ride away from High Barnet Station. If you uh, if you do okay. fancy it, so uh, so come on down.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll try and get along for a game. So you think, on based on what you've done so far, and one more game to go for the rest of the season, you might keep this up. Is is this? Is, you think you
3: might do I, it? I mean, uh, it's probably beyond my pay grade to make those sorts of decisions. To be honest with you, but um, you know, I think we'll we'll take a view in the summer as to how successful it is and. It would be quite radical to roll it out across the course of the season because he's, you know if we're, if we're having a really bad season next season and fingers crossed we don't we might go bankrupt so you know you don't want that sort of uh, approach happening it's a bit it can be a bit hit and miss yeah. so we'll take a view in the summer and then uh, you know I'll come back on the show and explain to you what we've done. It's hard to budget of course
1: you're third in the league
3: um yeah. and um how many more games left? we've only got the one oh. so um because Wade FC have gone up in our, our division already. They're champions, a terrific side. And, um, you know, if we, if we win on Saturday and uh, Tring Athletic draw, who are currently in second place, we can go second. But whatever happens, it will be our, our record ever finish in terms of uh, this level of football. So we, we've had a wonderful season under our manager, Anthony Clark. So um, the players have been terrific. Um, yeah, and we've had, a, we've had a really fun season, I have to say. You can't yeah.
2: say it isn't affordable. Season ticket, 30 quid.
3: Yeah, of course. So I mean, yes. if
2: you know, it's great. If you're it's local and you you want to follow a second
3: team. It, it yeah, sounds good.
1: And what what's the average? So what's what what does the ground hold? What's your capacity there?
3: Oh, it's a good, it's a good question. I mean, I, I I don't actually know what the official capacity is, but we tend to get gates of. I think our average gate this season has been around seventy. So it would be fair to say we're not pushing capacity just yet. So <laughs> there is space if. Uh, if anybody wants to come down and uh, and watch us.
1: OK, well, let's get behind Hadley then and their uh, new pricing policy. Oli, good to talk to you. Uh, Cheers, boys. Thanks very much. There's uh, Oli Deed there, who uh, looks after mm. the PR and marketing for Hadley FC. And, yeah, it would be hard to see it working further up the food chain, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would be quite difficult, but I'm so pleased. Uh, you know, I looked down that league table that uh, that uh, Hadley are in, and I'm so pleased. Torquay, I've arrested the slide because I mean, they could have been nestled mid-table in that one <laughs> around Wembley and Cop Fosters. But anyway, I think they they seem to be on their way back under Gary Johnson, so uh, that it never quite came to that. Course, which is good news.
2: Are they won below National League Two. No, 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 no. They're a lot League. further. Exactly. They're a lot further
1: down. I mean, I don't. I've got in in depth knowledge of the pyramid, but I think I think, uh, I think well, Gates what, are what seventy. A I mean, if Gary Owls had stayed, you might have got to that stage. Hey, I'm Gary, I'm only kidding. Of course, it, you know, if there was more to it than that. Somebody um, was at Colin. <laughs> do you see this? Jamie
2: Nelson went to. Uh, he was at the game that Colin Cowperthwaite yeah scored for Barrow, and uh, he was there. That's young, Look boy. if we can't get the man if
1: we can't get the man himself let's get Jamie Nelson what a booking that is um so I'll <laughs> leave that to you. yeah so joining us in the next hour, don't miss Jamie Nelson <laughs> he doesn't sound like he remembered what happened but okay still. um yeah he says at the moment says, let me give you a tease he says you remember uh, you mentioned Colin Cowperthwaite's goal for Barrow at the start of the show I was at that game uh, as a very young uh, fan 3.55 seconds, I think it was timed at. He scored all four in a 4-0 win. So, wow. Jamie, um, we may get you on uh, to exp- you'll probably say, well, I was only about three, I can't remember any of it. <laughs> uh, but we've had one Ollie. We're going to have another Ollie in the next hour, Ollie Rayner, uh, a, crick- a Middlesex cricketer, who is um, likely to turn out for Germany. I know, it's amazing. Isn't yeah, it? and he's not the only one. There are a number of uh, county cricketers uh, who are uh, eligible to play for the German cricket team. What about that? Good. I can't I think, think of, of Wayne here. Hennessy will be down there cheering him on, I'm sure. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
3: Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray 5 and one gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else.
0: Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot?
1: From TalkSport Sport, keep the German cricketers mm. uh, coming. Uh, some are better than others. <laughs> ben uh, Ben Volkswagen, that's very good, says Jedi night <laughs> That's good. Cologne Cowdery, says Wilco. <laughs> not Cal- bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Munich Knight, not bad. <laughs> not I didn't put bad, his name yeah. on that not one, so bad. go on then. Why not? Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 and tweet to uh, TSH&J. That was a muffly line, wasn't it? And uh, did you see
2: this one, though? Ado- they discovered this, that uh, according to declassified American documents, Adolf Hitler may actually have escaped to Argentina. Really? Yeah, after the war, yeah. Uh, Wayne Hennessy thought it was the keyboard player from Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't know,
1: would he? <laughs> he, wouldn't he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know who it was.
2: Of course he wouldn't.
1: He, he wouldn't know that because he wouldn't have anybody <laughs> comparing to. Let's try Ollie Rayner again if we oh, can. Right. Uh, Ollie, Hi. Hi,
5: I'm really sorry about that.
1: Oh, sorry, that's a bit better. Loud and clear. So how's it come about that, that uh, you can play cricket for Germany?
5: Well, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting one. I think um, ICC rulings have changed recently, which has kind of uh, made them a little keener to pursue it. Um, because beforehand, admittedly, my chances of playing for England are slim now, but beforehand uh, how it worked out was that if I played for Germany, I wouldn't be able to be selected for England. And now they've changed that. Um, so if I played for Germany I could play for England so they thought it was worth uh, getting in touch with me.
1: Is that because then if you've got good players uh, kind of top quality experience playing for the minor nations that they will they will kind of move up the food chain quicker and improve cricket in that country?
5: Yeah absolutely I mean I, I went there, I went over for a training camp and I was sort, sort of innocently asked one of the guys, I said well how do you feel about people like me, you know I don't really pretend to be German or anything, I'm I was born in, in Germany uh, due to my dad being in the forces. Um, mm. I haven't got any German heritage at all. And he said, well, I said, what happens if you miss out because of me or someone like me who's just suddenly been plucked out of the county circuit because of a connection? And he said, well, it will be great because then if it exposes Germany and gives us uh, a chance of qualifying for things, then more funding will ensue. And, and it will mean that, you know, Germany, uh, cricket in Germany will be a lot stronger and better off. So I thought it was an amazing I mean, There's a couple of no, that's what I, yeah, sorry, you miss, you're losing me again. No, no,
2: no, no I interrupted you. I do oh, apologise. Uh, no, no
5: problem.
2: There are a couple of other uh, county cricketers as well, aren't they? Uh, Craig Macheda and Dieter Klein of Le- of Leicestershire.
1: So
5: well, uh, they sound vaguely German. Unlike they do. Me, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. You
1: can call yourself Oli Reiner, can't you? <laughs> yeah, true.
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've uh, I've, I've been uh, accumulated a few nicknames. So I'm not sure how appropriate all of them are, but you know. <laughs> have, you know have they, have they got, got any? To, you know, have they got
2: any pitches over there? I mean, what, what are the facilities like in Germany?
5: Um, very limited. They, they do a lot of, most of their training are on the German-Danish border because um, there's a much better infrastructure for cricket in, in uh, Denmark. Um, so, yeah, but uh, from what I've seen, uh, it's quite limited, to be brutally honest with you. But then, obviously, if things go well and funding comes in, then hopefully that will help that.
1: There's a number of sort of um naturalized Asian players um so you say you got some Afghan seamer who lives in the country and and other guys that have settled there from uh, kind of cricket loving asia.
5: Well yeah I mean as you know in asia how how much they love the game and it can only be good when these guys come into europe and and still want to show a passion and uh I mean these guys are working full time jobs and trying to find time to train them. it's quite uh, humbling really going over there I felt almost guilty that I've, I've got so much time just to work work on my game um, but it's it's amazing yeah the there's, uh, there's standard you know i'm not sure yet quite what the standard's going to be um i haven't had enough time to see it but um, there's certainly talent out there they just need a bit of time to gel and work on their game and, and mainly play the game really it's the beauty
2: of 2020 isn't it it allows you know, countries with less of an infrastructure to to join in with cricket because you you know obviously it's a shorter time, it's a different way of playing. You know, you know to go from that to test matches is a is a huge jump. But 2020 does allow countries, and we've seen how well Afghanistan have done.
5: Well, exactly, and these guys can then play just 2020 uh, and become um, very very good at it. As, as like you say, Afghanistan are a great 2020 side. Um and I think the pool are getting there and a few of these guys that you haven't really thought about for a while. Um, and, and like you say, because of the time frame and the, you don't have to have the same resources, um, uh, it's making it a lot more accessible. When when are you likely to play a competitive match? Oh, well, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on a lot of things. I think quite open with them were saying that my county career obviously takes precedence. Um, so... Provided all the stars align, I think there's a big qualifying competition in Guernsey in June. Um, so if I'm not required for 2020 and there's no championship games back home, I'll try and make myself available for that for sure.
1: Uh, and one derby you're definitely going to get, of course, is uh, Holland, who are a pretty tidy team and the, oh, they yeah, quite they tasty. love to play Germany at any sport. So I'm not sure that'll be a lively game when it finally
5: happens. Well, absolutely, and hopefully, if, if there's uh, any luck, it'll be in Amsterdam, and I get a trip over there, but we'll see. <laughs> so, um, just
1: a quick one on Middlesex. How's, how's it been, start of the season so far?
5: Yeah, it's been a bit of a tough start. Um, just, you know, we, we uh, what we do we do? We we drew our first uh, championship game and managed to bat well after being under the pump at Northamptonshire. Uh, we lost the Langs, unfortunately, and we seem to be going pretty well in the one-day cup. Like I say... Uh, due to the birth of my um, my first child, mm. I missed the start. Um, you know, I don't regret any of the decisions I've made, but it's just put me a bit behind the eight ball on that. But um, uh, new new coaching staff as well, which I think uh, really lifted spirits along the side. Not that there was anything wrong with the old one, but you know what it's like when there's a change. Yeah, you know, it, it just refreshes things a little bit. So, fingers crossed that all works out, and um, we can have a good year. And it's a good year to do well in the championship, especially because. Three teams going up from Div 2 to Div 1. It's a good chance to get promotion again.
1: Nice one. Good to talk to you, Ollie. All the best. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you very much. <clears throat> you Take care. Ollie Rayner there of Middlesex and Germany. Mm. Let's get these out of the way. Owen Morgan. It's a spelling one, though, Sparky, really. M-O-R-G-E-N. works anyway. Bayan Lara, says Valsey. Dal Stein, says Doug in Portsmouth. And Mark Fillmore gives us Brett Versta lee <laughs> or n- n- now sauerkraut who's saying that one's a bit laboured there Mark thank you very much for all of those we'll call that a day definitely, definitely. now um, the g- goal last night um, by Shane Long quickest in Premier League history and Annie was making the point that it's not all about oh. just the Premier League Ledley King of course had the record for his goal against uh, Bradford back in the day but uh, that's been overtaken now. but goals were scored before the Premier League kids I know it's hard to believe oh, really? and uh, the record holder I think in League. In league football is uh, Colin Calperthwaite, uh, who scored a goal for Barrow. Um, and Jamie Nelson got in touch, said he was there. And we said, well, get Jamie on, to so can tell us more about it. Yeah. And sure enough, here he is. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, so you, you witnessed history.
4: Yes, I was there um, 1979, I think it was. So really? uh, I'd have been a an eight-year-old and... Wow. Uh, yeah, that name has resonated uh, ever since then, really, Colin Um So last night, watching the Southampton goal being timed at six or seven seconds, it, it did remind me of that goal back then. And that was about three and a half seconds, I think.
1: What can you remember of it, if anything? <sighs>
4: There's not an awful lot to remember. Um, the ball was tapped to him from kickoff and he, he basically just whacked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, more, not, not much more to be said. Um, other than... I think uh, Kettering, who, who are my team, um, had a, a young chap in goal, a sixteen-year-old in goal on debut, uh, called Peter Ryan. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was obviously quite a tough debut for him.
1: Yeah, of course, well, maybe so we, Peter can come on. And he's, tell like us Mal- about it. he's like Malcolm Nash, though. He's got his own bit of history, isn't he? He's like the bloke yes. who had the six sixes scored off him by Sobers. It's yeah. like you know, people, people. Well, hopefully they will remember him now. If, if Peter, um, if he's listening, yeah. uh, is it Peter Ryan? You say.
4: Yes, yeah, so he, Rod- was, he was 16 then, so right. it'd be what, mid mid 50s now. Well, B- Rob B- Bernard. Peter's
1: out there, we'd love to hear from him as well. We'll follow this story
2: from we all should. angles today. Well, well, Rob Bernard has confirmed this. He said, I wasn't at the Catring versus Barrow game, but as a Scarborough fan in the same league, I remember it. I believe Cowperthwaite's teammate passed to him. That's confirming what you said, Jamie, yeah. from the kickoff, and he shot. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's- well, it's all coming in. Apparently, Colin is a local painter and decorator in the Lake District region.
1: Really? Well, still look. Say we were asking after him. <laughs> okay. Um, so, have you watched it back? There was, there were the cameras there that day, uh, Jamie? I, didn't I, it? I, I don't think
4: Sky were there, to be honest. No. Um, <laughs> it didn't even yeah. exist.
1: Yeah, Jamie and Gary wandering off, <laughs> leaving <laughs> Kelly Dalglish there as they talked about Colin's goal. I don't think <laughs> no, so. Not yeah, really. yeah. I'm not,
4: not. I'm not even sure who would have had a stopwatch on it, but uh, somehow three and a half seconds got got logged. Um, it makes sense, doesn't it? Just one tap from kick-off and then, yeah. Yeah. then shot. Right, and,
1: yeah. and did Peter Ryan stay with you for a number of years? Did he become a club legend? What happened?
4: I, I don't think he became a legend. Um, I, I can't really remember, to be honest. I, I think he stayed a little while longer, but uh, didn't quite make it, I don't think, I'm afraid.
1: Oh, uh, well, look, we appreciate you coming on and telling us more about, about it. 57
4: if, now. if I could say just, just one more thing. Sure. Um, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't talk about uh, Kettering without mentioning their, their promotion this year.
1: No, we shouldn't. And no, we feel feel free we? to yeah. uh, to fill us in. Uh, how long's it been since the last one?
4: Well, they they had quite a fall from grace um, a decade or decade or so ago. Yeah. Uh, having at one point got to the fourth round of the FA Cup and uh, under Mark Cooper. Yeah, I remember,
1: uh, I remember that. Yeah, that that cup being
4: uh, being robbed by by uh, Fulham managed by Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Still bitter. Um, Still bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shortly after that, uh, a few uh, financial problems uh, happened and we fell down the leagues with uh, quite some speed. Mm. Um, Lost our old ground, uh, Rockingham Road, um, which was a terrible shame. But since then, they've uh, resettled, playing at Latimer Park, um, which is in the borough of Kettering, but but just outside Kettering itself. And this season was their second promotion in the last four years. Fantastic, fantastic. Next year we'll see us in the lofty heights of the uh, National League North. Sensational, Sensational, the National
1: League North, and um, it uh, was yes. very,
2: very amusing during that rather, you know, rather long. Details. Disc- well, decad- they did a ninety-one points. I like
1: the Manchester City. Well, you know,
2: but the, of, the producer who, who's a specialist in the National League. Was just raising his eyebrows as if the detail was extraneous. Yeah, it's like
1: you know we have to be interested <laughs> in Torquay but not Kettering for some reason. Whereas Jamie's yeah. obviously a club historian. Good man, Jamie. Thanks for you. Yeah, thanks I'll
4: very much. the, era, the uh, late seventies. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, there we
1: are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jamie Nelson, there. A mere eight years old when he uh, witnessed history. Uh, Peter Ryan was the goalkeeper. Um, if uh, Peter's out and about and you know him or he's listening, we would love to hear from him. He was the goalkeeper, of course, that was yeah. beaten. For that uh, record goal all those years ago. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and uh, much of our focus uh, during uh, the news and, and sport and trap and uh, and adverts has been um the Fontwell <laughs> racing at Fontwell this afternoon. Uh, we're currently I think it's not a two horse race. He is a two am- horse a two really? runner race. Yeah. It's a two runner race one of which is look, uh, has drifted from to 7 to Waikiki 1.
2: Waikiki Waves is 14 to 1 on.
1: 14 to 1 on. And the
2: one underneath it is the second horse in the if race. You're looking for a bit of value.
1: Rendezvous Peak. If you're looking for 7 to 1. looking for a bit of value. Get on um, Waikiki Waves at 14 <laughs> to 1 on. <laughs> well, you know. I mean if, if Rendezvous Waves Pulls it off at seven to one. That is Mm. very impressive, isn't it? Really, I mean, it was one of the great shocks of our time in school. We look back on this. Honestly, I'm
2: very disappointed with the fare on offer at Fontwell this afternoon. The first race had four horses in it. What's the point? This one's worse too. It's not, it's not a... Why do they put the two races together? At least they would sort have of added six. I don't understand how racing works. No, I don't think it is. Now,
1: Seb Patrick uh, took to Twitter today. I don't know Seb, I just... So you with, said St. Patrick. <laughs> no, not St. Patrick. He didn't take to Twitter. <laughs> Did he? Seb Patrick took yeah. to Twitter. And mm. uh, he he's obviously uncovered an old Roy of the Rovers mm. from uh, back in the day. And uh, it's fascinating. Uh, The little sub uh, head on it was Roy suggested something that he thought would help the referee. Apparently, as part of his controversial plan to defeat the growing menace of hooliganism at Melchester Rovers, player Mm. manager Roy Race has installed giant television screens at the stadium for a league match against Eastgate, obviously being rivals. So it was 1-1 in the game, and uh, Roy grabbed uh, what they thought was the winning goal to make it 2-1. And um, the referee went had to chat with the linesman because the Eastgate players were in uproar because they felt it shouldn't have been allowed. So the early VAR. Well, yeah. Well, I went very high then. He <laughs> did, really? Um, the referee's <laughs> changed the line on Roy comes over and he said, Ref, I'm not going to give you an argument about the goal. I just want to suggest something. We've got the cameras here, of course, because uh, of the hooliganism, the giant screens. Why don't you watch the goal back to see if I really was offside? And so they do. They watch it back. And the referee says, "Yes, Roy, you were offside clearly, uh, and so I'm afraid the goal has been ruled out." And uh, the so fans the of Eastleigh—earliest example of VAR ever. Yeah, the fans of Eastleigh go, "Wait, not Eastleigh, Eastgate." They go, "Wait, well, hey, we've been saved by the screen." And the fans of Melchester say, "Roy, you've cost us a goal there. You've got to go and get us another one." So, <laughs> as if it's Roy, real. Roy, Roy the Rover's invented yeah. in VAR. It was his idea. Yeah. That's so much better than Stryker at the moment with the World League and the people getting bumped off. Also, Lee Westwood took to Twitter earlier on. That's just oh, a wealth of information, Twitter. Yes. And apparently there's some new scientific research that says the wealthy have higher levels of pesticides in their bodies because they play golf. Really? Yeah. That gives you- so they're, picking the, they're maybe picking the ball out of the hole. It's got pesticides on it, and then they put their fingers in their mouth or something afterwards. I'm not going to say what Lee said. If you want to go and check out what his angle was, not this time of day, go and do that. They also have more mercury in their systems because they eat a lot of seafood apparently oh really what about that it's what boffins are getting up to at the moment so the poor have you toxic lee westwood the poor, <laughs> <laughs> without this i wouldn't know this professor <laughs> lee westwood um the poor have more toxic chemicals from air pollution and from living near landfill sites when was this written about 1850 don't forget the rickets and uh, michael de pledge um from exeter university Uh, gave us that well done to him yeah well
2: done Um, Zoe R. Cole from Loistov oh Zoe
1: R. Cole (laughs) yeah
2: who is it she wrote to The Sun today oh okay to say this not anybody famous then no not really how refreshing to see snaps of Prince Louis what a happy little soul he is He's a one year old privileged baby. Well, what would you expect him to be like? The weight of the
1: world on his shoulders. A bit class war on us there. Well, I don't know. Um, really. Something we never got round to talking about <laughs> yesterday, I'm sure everybody else has, but I don't know why we didn't, was yeah. um, Sean Dyche's comment after what happened at the end of the game. Yes. And I, I think this could be a kind of, uh, a, a, he's kind of mm. Sean Dash's kind of queer eye sort of show that he could do for <laughs> the <laughs> entertainment <laughs> channel oh, yeah. called Man Bags, Handbags and Bum Bags. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? You could ch- mm. Hi, I'm Sean Dash. Uh, here I am. It's Tommy Cooper speaking. It? Really, yeah. But uh, it's your job, by the way. But uh, join me now for Bags, <laughs> have bags and If you, bags, if you, bags you lose the Sean
2: Dyche impersonation, you just have to
1: say it's my job, by the way. Yeah, and it gets you, it back. It gets me back. <laughs> Everybody needs a phrase. That, you ask Luke Kempner. You ask the greats. You ask the guys that didn't do this. Mark part, Yarlwood, Yeah. They have to. That's a phrase right. they can use. Um, that, it's your job, by the way. That gets me back. <laughs> but you'd watch it, wouldn't you? No. Here I am, the Sean Elise. Uh, outside the Louis Vuitton shop. Join me now. after. For... Monday
2: I've had enough of Burnley for at least a season.
1: Man bags to be really handbags and bum bags.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've got a particularly good record at the bridge and they won 3-2 there last year and Chelsea finished with nine men. I remember a League Cup game they won on penalties. They've, they've done pretty well there in the Daesh era. Yeah. Um I'm so sport though because I was reading the Sun. Very sport, yeah. I am very sport. I was reading the Sun Bazaar column today and it's a story about Marcel Somerville. Yeah. No idea. And he has channeled, channeled his emotions over his split with Gabby Allen. But I thought it said Gubby Allen. <laughs> 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 I was, Marcel Stommer going out with the late former chairman of the MCC Cricket Committee.
1: I, I wouldn't it think so. Seemed unlikely. It does seem unlikely. That's how sport I am. Is this race, is this the two of them going down to the start in the 310 <laughs> or, or is this the no, race? No, this is the race. This is the race, okay. Yeah,
2: I, this I, is the race. It's... Oh, is it? I don't know, no, actually maybe not. No, I think it is, they're jumping over fences.
1: Is this, it? Is, <laughs> this is the race. I can't tell whether they're going down to the start. Oh, or racing. I mean, I, I've, we often say, Andy, we're not racing aficionados. We can't tell the difference oh, no, between there's, there's a Fontwell and Cheltenham. I think we've got I to look point how the point now where we can, can. I can. With that we one. can tell the difference between that and the Queen Mother <laughs> Champion Chase. I think it's fair to say. Just to remind you that one of the horses uh, in this uh, was a fourteen to one on shot. So. Um, Highly, uh, mm. highly fancied.
2: Now, do you remember last week, Mark Wood applied... and... You don't,
1: so why should I? Uh, well, you know... As we prove every minute. I was speaking to the
2: listeners, really. Okay. When Mark Wood and Chris Wokes both voiced concern over Joffrey Archer being picked... Yeah. for the England uh, World Cup squad in mm. cricket and yeah. uh, but it's amazing I was reading this morning among the bowlers Mark Wood has not played this season because of an ankle injury and Chris Works must manage a long term knee problem so we can't pick Joffre Ash- ha- Archers fitting in form and playing brilliantly in the IPL but we can pick these two blokes who are injured and haven't played this season
1: it's brilliant <laughs> isn't it well done <laughs> Um, also, courtesy of uh, Twitter, was uh, some footage of uh, the PSG uh, keeper, Areola. Um, how he prepares before a game. Do you know often goalkeepers, will, they'll touch the bar, they'll jump and touch yeah, the bar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, Aurelio Gomez had a, 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 mm. a little kind of party piece he would do where he'd just run along and jump up the bar and get cheered by the crowd. Mm. Well, Ariola kicks the crossbar. Doesn't he? He actually jumps in the air... And with his right foot, kicks the crossbar. Oh, he's very flexible. Yeah, he's he's incredibly fit. Yeah. So uh, that, that's uh, that's. Um, I think if David, <laughs> David Silver I, would be doing that tonight, I, I, in, couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't do that. In, oh yeah. In <laughs> Steve Angles's dream, we'll find out. Seems unlikely. And I've got I've got news yeah. of two sports that are doing rather well at the moment uh, in terms of equipment. Oh right. Well, oh one yes. Is, one is snooker. Um, hmm. Apparently. Uh, New figures suggest that snooker exports are up by more than a third. And it's all about China. Because the Chinese absolutely love their snooker. Companies like Riley that make all the equipment mm. uh, to play snooker with, the queues and the tables and the balls, etc. They're all going over to China big time and they're all doing very well. And another mm. sport that's doing mm. very well from a retail point of view, angling. Angling Direct have opened... They've had a record start to the yeah, year. I heard that. Their yeah. chain of shops. They've opened uh, an, they're opening another one now. I'm sure mm. Nigel will be telling you about this it. on Fisherman's Blues on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, so... Things pretty rosy for the although, worlds of angling and, indeed, snooker.
2: Although against that, uh, I'm sure Nigel will be touching on this, fish can p- feel pain and should be better treated when used in lab tests. The this is, a, this is an is old
1: it. carrot, as Billy Bonds would is say. It is one of the papers well, I mean, today. I know Nig- um, um, Keith Arthur and Nigel have talked about this, and uh, Keith has talked about it a lot because took the people about talking about crit fishing as cruel so I'm sure Nigel and Keith will both give you the reasons why that isn't the case well oh, a um... spokesman
2: said fish experience pain and positive emotions and have complex social lives apparently <laughs> do they?
1: you could have a great fish soap <laughs> opera <laughs> couldn't you It'd be brilliant wouldn't you? Yeah, mom, watch
2: it. why not? Yeah, sounds good alright then um, ok then
0: <laughs> yeah. that's it then
2: alright then
1: yeah. you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacob's daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. So we never actually got in touch with Colin Calberthwaite. probably can't stand us. <laughs> I mean, all we're trying to do is bring him a bit of notoriety. What
2: can you do? We'll get him on tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll give it a go. And the the goalkeeper, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. The boy Ryan. <laughs> In goal, who, yeah. um, who, of course. He's no longer a boy, he's about 57. he's about 57. Hopefully. Anyway, uh, that's it. We're back tomorrow. Max Mosley, no, not Max Mosley, uh, Max, Max Beasley. Mas- <laughs> <laughs> Would it be good if it was Max? we get Wayne Hennessy in as well with Max Mosley. Of course not. Of course not. Max Beasley, the Manchester United supporting actor, uh, will join us in the studio.